Hello everyone, this episode of Talk and Pop for the Cultured is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster or existing broadcaster like ourselves, looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. That's poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or simply to gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. That is poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Now, let's get on to the show. Sponsorship for the podcast. It's brought to you by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN, you're probably wondering what is a VPN. Before we get into it, just to let you know, especially if you want to watch culture content and you figure your ISP is not going to find out what you're doing or your family members aren't knowing what they're doing, you think Incognito Mode is going to save you? Guess what? It's not going to save you. That's where ExpressVPN comes in. ExpressVPN is a virtual private network, a VPN can create a secure tunnel between your device and internet. It pretty much means it hides your information from hackers, your ISP, and the government. Pretty much, especially if you try to go to a public Wi-Fi, if you did not have ExpressVPN, this is what happens. A hacker can connect to that same unencrypted Wi-Fi network and can steal your personal information. By having ExpressVPN, it'll help encrypt your internet connection using the highest standards of encryption currently available. It will take a hacker with a superior billions of years to crack. That means when you're traveling, as long as you have ExpressVPN, you turn it on. If you got to use a public Wi-Fi at an airport, hotel, coffee shop, by having that, you are perfectly secure. So why I love to use ExpressVPN is because for the podcast, especially a pop culture section one like ourselves, I want to study content. And unfortunately, my streaming service, for example, Netflix has certain content that's geo-blocked. For example, I want to see Studio Ghibli on Netflix. Unfortunately, Netflix USA does not carry it. Lucky for me, I have ExpressVPN. All I have to do is click on ExpressVPN on my laptop, switch my location from where I'm living at, which is in the U.S., to Toronto, Canada, type in Spirit Away, refresh my browser, type in Spirit Away, and voila! Now I get access to the movie Spirit Away, but I also get access to Studio Ghibli's whole library on Netflix. It doesn't work just on Netflix. It works on many streaming services as well, so that way you can enjoy content that's usually blocked by geolocation. So pretty much, ExpressVPN, what makes it the best? Well, ExpressVPN offers the fastest speeds. ExpressVPN invests in only in premium servers, making it consistently faster than any VPN provider. 24-7 customer support. Live chat means your questions will be answered within seconds, not hours. It's easy to use. You can use it on your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, your game console, your smart TV to protect your stuff. Because you're not knowing, if not having a VPN, you know what happens? Pretty much your ISP service provider pretty much can sell your data to advertisers, government officials, and companies. So by having a VPN... They put a stop by encrypting all your data and hiding your location. And guess what? For right now, for listeners and viewers of Talking Pop for the Culture, you can get three months 
for free, a free trial of three months by clicking on expressvpn.com slash talk pop. That's expressvpn talk pop. You click on there, you get three months for free for trying out of ExpressVPN. And guess what? They're the number one top rated VPN provider, rated number one by CNET, The Verge, Wire, TechRadar, and many more. Also rated 9.5 out of 10 based on 3,131 reviews on TrustFund. I enjoy ExpressVPN, and you guys should enjoy it as well. Just make sure to click on the link in the description below, which is expressvpn.com slash talkpop to save yourself three months for free. That's a three-month three months free trial. And you can look at the prices that works in a plan just for you. So go ahead, enjoy ExpressVPN just as much as I enjoy ExpressVPN. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Boys and fangirls and non-binaries, welcome to another edition of Talking Pop for the Cultured, a pop culture-centric podcast. I'm your lovely host of Franchise, and welcome. It's the end of September. If you're a big anime fan, just you know, the fall season for anime is upon us in the next few days, usually by this weekend. So I kind of figured, why not have this episode be focused more on anime, because I am the anime guy of this podcast so i wanted to share the fall 2022 anime preview but first i do want to go look over some pop coaching news before we get into that as well i wanted to check out and see what's big making the headlines um right now this thing i hear of course the big hurricane that's going on right now i guess it's affecting a lot of closures and stuff especially in the florida area so Apparently, um, if you're a wrestling fan, um, the hurricane is supposed to touch down Florida. So like Tony Khan went on Twitter on yes last night. That it says here the announcement that attendance is voluntary for wrestlers for this week's dynamite if their their families are affected by Hurricane Ian. This is a, this article from comicbook.com written by Connor Casey. This is of this writing the storm has already reached category three. It's expected to hit the west coast of Florida on Wednesday. This week's episode dynamite takes place in Philadelphia. Have a plan. Wrestlers live in Florida. It might be affected or storm. This is what Tony Khan tweeted for everyone in at AEW. In case you missed our email or anyone worried about the hurricane Ian affecting your travel or home or your family life, it's voluntary to come to TV this week, Tom wrote. He also had a message for the critics wondering when the message was supposed to be mailed. Literally, the first line says, in case you missed our email. Yet, I was asking why I tweet this instead of sending an email. In case you missed an email means we sent one. I still ask questions after the email, so clear people I missed it, so I followed it up with a tweet. That's what he said. So, and basically right now for the show, for what's been announced, they announced that AEW World Championship Eliminator match between John Moxley, who's a three-time All-Elite Wrestling World Champion, taking on New Japan's Juice Robinson, and the RH World Championship match between Chris Jericho, the Ocho, versus Bandito. Um, as well, I can see what happens here. And then Soraya, who formerly known as Paige, because guys kind of missed it, made her debut last week at AEW's Grand Slam. She'll have a segment where she'll talk. Also, AGM, MJF will also be available there, probably setting up what would be the future, you know, World Championship match between John Mox and MJF at Full Gear, which is coming up in November. So, of course, the hurricane, of course, like theme parks are closing as well. Just prepare. So, my thoughts to everybody in Florida right now who are preparing for this Category 3 storm. Hope you guys are getting enough food supplies. You're in a nice, well-sheltered area. 
that you are prepared. Make sure you keep content with your family members. My heart goes out to all you guys in Florida. I know I probably got a bunch of listeners there as well. Stay safe. We get through this. It is hurricane season, so my thoughts are with you guys as well. And, of course, um, the biggest insurgent that's going on in the video game world is Cyberpunk 2077, which is thanks in part to the anime Cyberpunk 27 Edge Runners that appeared a few weeks ago on Netflix. That caused the anime is, is a collaboration between CD Projekt Red and Studio Trigger. As you know, Studio Trigger is behind Gurren Lagann, Promare, a bunch of other animes that you love. And they decided to, you know, work with Project Right. All of a sudden, the anime got so many, you know, rave reviews. It was on Netflix. Um, I see a bunch of them on TikTok. To the point that people started jumping in and started playing Cyberpunk 2077 because of the resurgence after, you know, CD Project Red with their failed launch and all the patches they had to do, all the DLC they had to add in. I know they added some stuff that's tied to the anime as well, but now seeing a resurgence of people playing it on Steam, playing it on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. They're seeing more people. I just bought the game myself. It's like 25 bucks right now. Better take advantage of it. It's 25 bucks right now on the PlayStation Store. I'm assuming it's also, you know, that price on the Xbox Microsoft Store or Steam. Take advantage of it. Watch check out the anime. I haven't checked out yet. That's on my queue. Believe right now, I'm so behind anime right now. I just finished, you know, Classroom of the Elite Season 2. Because I did a rewatch of the first season and watched season two. That was like the only fall anime I was catching up more on uh, summer anime. So I just watched um, season two of Classroom of the Elite. Oh my god, the ending was great. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. I look like the fact that they announced on season three right after the episode ended. I'm curious to see. I might pick up the light novels. This is actually, especially, it's based on a light novel. It's also, there's a manga adaptation. I recommend reading the light novels because you get more detail than the manga because the manga, they try to adapt as much. But I do recommend getting the light novels. That's how I'm reading Sword Art Online. I read the light novels before I watch the anime because sometimes they can't, like, you know, when these studios adapt, certain works they'll cut some things that they found necessary according to the infamous cut of ne- promise Neverland, which i'm going to start reading the manga before i jump into the anime to see why you know season two became so hated for the promise neverland so i gotta read i gotta read the manga first before i can jump into that as well um and right now i'm trying to watch ruby um ice queendom which is basically an anime adaptation of a manga based on ruby so it's actually based on a manga but Bruce Steve is involved with it so, definitely, need, I've been. I just started watching it right now. I'm actually loving the Japanese actors they got for this anime. Um, one of them I do follow is um, Sayori um, Hayami, who you know she does many of my characters I love. She does Clarice in Sakura Wars. She does Yor in Spy Family, which is coming coming back for part two of season one. So definitely look forward to that as well. Like I said, we'll get into that as well. I'm trying to see what other news was happening right now. Trying to see what else I saw. Okay, manga wise, manga news. Um, and of course, this ties to what's coming in the fall. I will talk about it. it is um, there's a little spoiler in the manga. Oh, the next chapter I am keeping up as well. Yarby, my hero academia. You know that it's in its final arc. Um, as you know, the sixth season is coming out soon, which I'll talk about more in the preview. But this is like for those guys who are anime listeners, anime watchers. Um, Please don't skip this a little bit. This is for more of the manga readers. Because season 6 is very still trying to catch up. So this is for the manga readers. So if you are anime watch only, please skip ahead a little bit. Because I am going to talk about this article. It's reprinted by Megan Peters. 
which I read the latest chapter because I am reading it digitally and physically I'm collecting the book, the mangas as well. And apparently, um, right now, Midoriya just finally made his thing come back in the manga. Um, if you remember, if you read the manga, as of right now, Shigaraki and All for One are All for One are basically um, basically becoming more and more in sync with each other. All for One just started getting his body back. Shigaraki is so corrupted to the point All for One's trying to get his control to the point he's losing his sense of himself. And he's getting more and more powerful. He already taken out a few heroes like Bakugo, uh, Mirko, even the, you know, Amakichi, Nejiri, um, uh, Mirio Senpai is still got his powers, but you know he, he's alone in this and trying their best to hold off. And finally, um, Mizuku finally manages uh return to UA High School because UA High School is on like a floating type of fortress or something. And he's got help from jet pilots from America. It says here, despite being giving orders to protect the school, the soldiers want to give Mizuku a ride to the fight at the Toga derailed them. Derailed him. Remember, Toga fought with him before. Just made it back. Let's go with those jet pilots. Um, they worked with the Star Spangled Banner hero who was inspired by Omae. Of course, she ended up falling to um, Shigaraki, but they felt that since he's like all for one's, like one for all, like All Might's successor, they want to help her up because she was inspired by, you know, All Might. So definitely, it finally, he and Shigaraki are finally, you know, confronting, and I can't wait for the next chapter. And of course, with Bakuko, I know. Um, Ed Shot is doing his best. He's shrunk himself to a microscopic level to try to repair Bakugo's heart. Hopefully, he pulls through. Definitely check out the manga digitally. I believe you can go. You can sign up for Shonen Jump. You can sign up on their app to get like the latest chapters. Um, definitely check out the manga. And of course, check out the anime itself, the films, the OVAs. Um, like like this arc, this battle is getting really intense. It's gonna be a while till you know Studio Bones can you know catch up to it because that's what happens you know with these with these mangas and animes people don't understand that pretty much it you know these animes take place like they adapt a manga two years after it's become like popular enough that's why one piece the manga came out in 97 and the anime came out in 1999 so that's why with dragon ball dragon ball came out in 1984 the manga but got adapted in 1986 so it's like it takes two years because in japan when it comes to manga people don't realize it's not like here in the u.s where Publishers will just make the call and just cancel a comic. In in Japan, it's really w different structure. It's more on based on uh, reader feedback and you know popularity um, with these magazines. Because these magazines is like these mangakas, they do chapters and they get published in weekly magazines, quarterly magazines, monthly magazines, Sunday magazines, and it depends on the readers. If they love it, they'll do is they'll have a little card and they fill it out. Because Japan's all about getting feedback, and what they do is they get enough votes. Um, they have a publisher's meeting at the end of the month and determine if that works to keep continuing or they're going to tell the, uh, the manga, you know what, wrap it up, let's start something else from scratch. And it becomes to a point where it becomes so much popular that uh, fans get um, pretty much um, into it to the point where they are demanding, hey, this should be made into anime. That's when animation studios go and um, and start, you know, demanding it to the point it becomes audio dramas and stuff. Um, and it becomes to the point where you, they want to make an anime, and that's where they work with the mangaka to be a, a consulting producer. Um, and that's where it gets adapted. You know, they pick out, and then of course you got the filler episodes, which pretty much you know try to bridge the gap between two points in the manga because they don't want to catch up to the manga right away because it's kind of like they catch up to the manga, it's not much for them to write. That's why they come up with these filler episodes, like Dragon Ball has become 
synonymous when it comes to um, filler episodes just to stretch out the plot because Toriyama likes to make his things right to the point. So, like I said, um, I just got a phone call from my mom, so <laughs> I'll call her back. Sorry, it happens. I forget to pull my phone. So, I will call her back. Sorry. Um, so, like I said, that's what happens. And, and it gets to the point where it gets real popular. And mostly mangakas get more money off the manga. People don't realize they get more of the royalties off the manga. And it still gets more money off the Blu-ray DVD sales. Because Japan, they still buy Blu-rays. I know fans here in the U.S. will still buy it, even though we have to go to streaming services. In Japan, not many people stream. They still watch it live on TV. They still buy the DVDs and Blu-rays, and they still go buy the manga. Also, Japan right now, people still read manga, even into their 30s and 40s, because it's, it's a norm. It's a norm in Japan. It's become a norm for me, because I've been reading manga since, whoo, since I was 18. So it's like, it's been, you know, my thing. I can never go to a bookstore without buying manga. That's why I got this library app to help me you know, sort out my library myself. I got about over like four hundred something manga. <laughs> That's crazy. But I did this. I got this library app to this cloud library app to help me organize it. And it helps me when I go to bookstores. So I know I don't buy the same thing. I get it nice and organized. So yeah, I've been going off a tangent, but yeah, I just wanted to discuss. Yeah, that's what happens. So definitely, when it comes to like animes and um, manga, I would say it's best to read it first to see if you like it. I mean, you could watch the anime first to get into it, but I do recommend, like, you know, reading it first to see if you're into it, then start watching it. Because sometimes, you know, okay, you could watch it first, and then you don't want to wait. You know, you got to wait like a year or two, like a year and a half until it comes back. Lucky we had that convenience. Our time comes out at the same time as Japan. So we're waiting the same time as Japan when it comes to anime. That wasn't what was back then where we were like years behind. But if you still like, you can't wait for the next season. You want to get prepared. That's where the manga comes in. You can prepare yourself. I mean, the manga. And plus, there's other works that are not even adapted to anime yet. And I'm surprised they haven't been adapted. And hopefully, they will get adapted um, as well. So, I wanted to touch base with you on that. And I do have some manga I recommended. Some manga I did buy recently that I do want to go over. I do want to recommend if you want to give it a try. I believe they don't have any anime space on it. Um, the one I got is called um, Kaiju Number no. Eight. Um, it's the story and art is by Naoya Mash- Matsumoto. Um, it's published by it's done by Shonen Jump and published by Viz Media here in the U.S. And I'm gonna read the back of the synopsis. Um, with the highest kaiju emergence rates in the world, kaiju is like giant monsters, kind of like Godzilla, Mothra, Godan, Rodan. Fans no strangers to attack by deadly monsters. Enter the Japan Defense Force. A military organization tasked with the neutralization of kaiju. Kafka Himeno, a kaiju corpse cleanup man, has always dreamed of joining the force, but when he gets another shot at achieving his childhood dream, he undergoes an unexpected transformation. How can he fight kaiju now that he's become one himself? Kafka hopes to one day keep his pact with his childhood friend Mina to join the Japan Defense Force, fight for her side, but when she's out neutralizing kaiju as the third division captain, Kafka is stuck cleaning up the aftermath for her battle. When a sudden rule change makes Kafka eligible for the Defense Force, he decides to try out for the squad once more. There's just one problem. He's made a Defense Force neutralization list under the codename Kaiju Number 8. So, and just opening this, that's kind of cool. It's got a little color um, preview about it. So basically, it's one of those, like, giant monster. You're fighting it, but I like the whole thing that he becomes a Kaiju himself, but now he's fighting alongside 
his childhood friend, and pretty much he's a kaiju, fighting other kaiju, it's kind of like almost like Godzilla type of thing. I like the artwork, artwork looks interesting, and I mean, just flipping through the pages, I like the art style, and it looks like a really embracing story, like, you know, it's a shonen, it's, you know, it's more catered to, like, male audiences. I don't mind girls, but I don't mind females can watch and read as well, not very as well, the pilot enjoyed the story. Definitely recommend it, um, check it out, Kaiju number eight, you can find it. I got this at Target, but you can probably find it at other bookstores as well. Definitely check that one out, this one goes for about $9.99. Next one I got, this is what I got at, um, Fan Expo. And it's funny, Fan Expo, um, I got this one months back from Fan Expo. Um, this manga is published by Seven Studios Entertainment. I don't think I mentioned it, but I'm just gonna read it. It's like an isekai type manga, uh, manga. My thing is, when it comes to manga, I'm trying to buy like four different mangas from like different publishers, try to expand because there's other companies besides Biz, there's Kondansha, there's Kanakawa. But there's other companies like Seven Studios Entertainment are based off of Canada and they're helping to bring manga here as well. Um, this one's called Time Stop Hero. Um, the story arts by Yashinori Mitsunaga. Mitsunaga? Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. And it's like one of those typical isekais, but with a twist. So basically what the synopsis is in the back here, after being canceled on social media, Kazuo, Kazuno Sekai falls in despair, which is so hard to leave his life behind, and he finally finds himself in a fancy RPG world. He has nothing but the clothes on his back and his handy game controller. With a press of the pause button, he becomes a little time-stop hero. Running off of money, one-shotting fag mobs, and flipping the skirts of every girl in sight. Sekai's desires are boundless, but his power isn't. If he doesn't clear the game in three days, time will stop for Sekai forever. So he's got to do these quests. So basically, he's transported to like this video game. It's not Isekai, I understand. It's another world, but with a twist. That's kind of like a rowdy twist. But I like that the controller reminds me of like a, it's like a combination of a Famicom, but it's got four buttons. So versus like the traditional ABA buttons, it's not four buttons. But it's got, cool that he has a bit of stop time. Of course, you know, that, what are you do when you stop time? You want to do new purposes, but definitely pick this, pick this one up if you're interested in Sakai. A little bit etchy in there. It's a little bit etchy in there. Um, but it looks like it's more like a humorous type of Sakai. You know, the hero, like, just, it's like one of those guys get picked on and like they use, like, social media factors as a way to drive them. Because normally with these things, it's like either the main character gets killed, gets transformed, but I like for a fact that it's something that, like, the player doesn't get the guy like the main protagonist doesn't get killed you know and wakes up in the world this one's like more like he gets bullied online and decides you know what I dream it now being transferred because I know there's another anime called Isekai Oji-san like Uncle from the world that's kind of similar to that as well that's on Netflix which I definitely want to check out um, another one is I got that it's really big um, this Time Stop Heroes one for twelve ninety nine. So definitely pick it up at a bookstore near you. I believe I got this at Barnes. I got this at Fan Expo, but I found out it's also available at Barnes and Noble or Books a Million, wherever you can get your manga from. Or you can get it from Amazon as well. They're really good when it comes to getting manga as well. Um, another one that I picked up. Um, this was like I don't know if I got it last year or months back. And Disney decided to publish it. This is called Akira, It's from Akira Toriyama, who created Dragon Ball, and this is called Akira Toriyama's Manga Theater, which basically is. An omnibus collection of different one-shots that uh, Akira Toriyama did before he did Dragon Ball. Um, this is, takes place, I believe, before Dragon Ball. And it's like different stories. It's kind of cool. It's like his little um, theory. You can tell it's like his inspiration before he started, you know, getting into, um, you know, making Dr. Slump. People forget he also did Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball got more fame. 
then Dr. Slump, you know, Dr. Slump was his first manga, and Dragon Ball came afterwards. But this is um, from Akira Toriyama, the legendary creator of Dragon Ball. It comes with a special collection of short stories spanning the first few decades of his career. During his book, a collection of his early works and a history of his life as a manga writer and illustrator, his giant tone is packed with everything he could ever want as a fan class for manga. So it's like different stories, and let me pull the table of contents. It's got the Toriyama art style, that humor that he brings in. And it, it was collected in three volumes um, as well. But each volume has different stories, so it's like somewhere they got a part one and part two. Um, they got a part three. Um, I'm gonna read some of the stories on here. Uh, what's called Wonder Island, Wonder Island Two, Tomato, the QC Gumshoe, Polaroid, Madmatic, Chobit One, Chobit Two, Tonight's Highlight Island Escape, Pink Dragon Boy Chapter One, Dragon Boy Chapter Two, The Adventure in Tong Fu, Mr. Ho, Young Master Kinosuke. The Elder, Little Majimiro, Kanamaru in the Perfect Day, Soldier Savings, Cashman, Dublin Theater, Goku Aqua. So it's like it's like his early work, basically. So this is from like nine looks like it's somewhere published in nineteen seventy eight, so this is way before he did Doctor Slump and Dragon Ball. So this is when he was starting to find his style. I can see some of these characters are kinda you know, before Dragon Ball. I can tell this is when he started like, you know, Tell these stories and these plots. Eventually, Pipe brought these characters over to Doctor Slump and also Dragon Ball. But it kind of shows you how he started. And some of these characters look kind of similar to Bulma, look similar to Yamcha, but this is just, it's like the Toriyama style. And you know, it's really cool, interesting to see that they're able to get this published with Toriyama's permission. Um, because these are works that you probably won't be able to find anywhere else. So something that you know, if you're big. Akira Toriyama fan and you're a big fan of Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball, I do recommend picking up Akira Toriyama's Manga Theater. It's only available on hardcover. You can probably find it in a bookstore or Amazon. Definitely pick it up if you want to check out the early you know, collection of uh, Akira Toriyama. He's done video game artwork and designs for, you know, Trials of Mana, for Chrono Trigger. He's done Dragon Quest artwork and helped with character designs for Dragon Quest. He still does it too, so it's like he still does it, and it's something that you should, you should enjoy. So definitely pick that up. So that's my manga ed, um, recommendations for this week. So now, for ado, let's get on to the big thing: is the anime manga is the anime fall twenty twenty two preview. So I pull up my anime list and we'll go over each one. And basically, ones I am planning to watch, and the ones that I'm going to check out. So the first one on the list would be Chainsaw Man. I read Chainsaw Man, so let's pull it up here. Chainsaw Man. It is based on a manga. A manga. Let me pull up the manga itself. And the studio is done by Studio Mappa. Um, it's action adventure. It is the theme is gore, but it is a show demographic. So our broadcasting on Wednesdays. And the manga is written by. Let me pull up here. Pull up the author's name. Okay, the author is written by. Chainsaw Man is written by Fujimoto Tatsuki uh, Fujimoto. Does the artwork and the story. It's been published since 2018. And like I said, it took a while for it to get made. The manga, like, is like for a fact. And the first season is um, going to hopefully debut on Crunchyroll. And some of the Crunchyroll trailers of it. 
And basic synopsis is Genji has a simple dream to live a happy and peaceful life. Spending time with a girl he likes, this is a far cry from reality. However, as Denji is forced by the Yakuza into killing devils in order to pay off his crushing debts, using his pet devil Pochita as a weapon, he's ready to do anything for a bit of cash. Unfortunately, he has outlived his usefulness and is murdered by a devil in contract with the Yakuza. However, in an unexpected turn of events, Pochita merges with Denji's dead body and grants him the powers of a chainsaw devil. Now able to transform parts of his body into chainsaws, a revived Denji uses his new abilities to quickly and brutally dispatch his enemies. Catching the eye of the official devil hunters who arrive at the scene, he's offered to work at the Public Safety Bureau as one of them. Now with the means to face even toughest of enemies, Denji will stop at nothing to achieve his simple teenage dreams. So, it's going to see um, these characters, and I read the manga, definitely something to enjoy. I like that Sue Mappa's doing it. I mean, the teaser approach is freaking phenomenal. That's something that I'm planning to watch myself. Definitely something that I'm going to add to my list. That's something I'm planning to watch. So definitely check out Chainsaw Man. Read the manga itself. It's published by Shonen Jump and Disney here in the U.S. Definitely read it. I would say read a few, like a few volumes, just to get started with it. See if it's right for you. All right, let's move on to the next um, anime. It's coming out for the fall. Season. Sorry guys, my computer is taking a while. <laughs> my laptop's taking a while, so in a few minutes and. I love the internet starts slow. There we go. I don't know if you guys come across so like the internet's kind of slow and it's trying to catch up. So I feel so. Right, there we go. Okay, next one. I know this this one's been making news because of the dub, and I know it's been like a. If you remember, like recently. Um, My recently, um, sorry guys. Uh, My Cycle, um, 103, season three of My Cycle, um, of course, it's been really, um, gained the pages because apparently one of the dub actors from Mob, you know, he's trying to get cultural, you know, allowed like the union work with Sag, um, after. Unfortunately, Crunchyroll decided not to go with the terms, and now they're working to recast the parts. So, even the voice actor himself has um, said on publicly online that um, he's not coming back to play Mob, so they're going to start recasting. So, so far, there's no synopsis right now, but if you read the manga, definitely it's by the same um, author who's done One Punch Man. This is the third season. So, I mean, it's the same Japanese actors, but it comes to the English version. See what happens. Um, it's gonna start airing on Thursdays. Um, the genre is action, comedy, and supernatural. Um, the studio is by Studio Boom, based on a web manga. Theme is super powered, ratings about PG 13, June 14 order. But definitely check out Mob Cycle 3. If you read the manga, let me pull up the synopsis for Mob Cycle 100. Here we go. So basically, the whole premise of it is uh, it's by Author's name by one, if you remember, he is the writer for One Punch Man. Um, and the synopsis is Shigeo Mob Kageyama is an eighth grade student blessed with extraordinary psychic powers. However, Mob decides to press his abilities in public due to his destructive and conspicuous nature. 
to keep his psychic powers honed, he works under Arataka Region, a self-proclaimed expert looking to make use of Ma's skills. Alongside Region, Regan, Ma spends his days exercising evil spirits at Regan's behest. With the simple wish to impress his childhood friend, Subomi Takane, Ma works toward making works towards making himself more desirable, but troubles keep on bombarding his daily life, slowly breaking his shackled feelings with his repressed emotions only up. There's no telling what will happen once he reaches his limits. So season three, so it continues on the story of the manga. Next one! Another one I'm looking forward to. I gotta watch my side I might read it first before watching it. Let me know if, what you think, guys. And of course, uh, my Spy Family Part 2, which is part one of the first season. Can't wait, that's coming back. It's gonna air October 1st. I can't wait. It's by Studios with Studio and Cloverworks. It's an action comedy themes child care they put on here in Miami. Let's put sources of manga. If you're not familiar with Spy Family, let me pull up the adaptation for you. That's what I'm here for. Um Star says for the agent known as Twilight. No other order is too tall of it's for the sake of peace. Operating as Swiss Dallas' master spy, Twilight works tirelessly to prevent extremists from sparking a war with neighboring country, Ostania. For his latest mission, he must investigate Ostanian polit politician Donovan Desmond by infiltrating his son's school, the prestigious Eden Academy. Thus, the agent faces the most difficult task of his career. Get married, have a child, and play family. Twilight, or Lloyd Folger, quickly adopts the unassuming orphan Anyan to play the role of a six-year-old daughter and prospective Eden Academy student. For a wife, he comes across your Briar, an absent-minded office worker who needs a pretend partner of her own to impress her friends. However, Lloyd is not the only one with a hidden nature. Your moonlights as the lethal assassin, Thor Princess. For her, marrying Lloyd creates the perfect cover. Meanwhile, Anya is not the ordinary girl she appears to be. She is an esper, the product of secret experiments that allow her to read minds. Although she uncovers the, her true identities, Anya is thrilled that her new parents are cool secret agents. She would never tell them, of course, that would ruin the fun. Under the guise of the forgers, the spy, the assassin, and the esper must act as a family while carrying out their own agendas. Although these liars and misfits are only playing parts, they soon find that family is about far more than blood relations. So definitely, it's a manga. Definitely pick it up. It's also available on Shonen Jump Plus. You can download the latest chapters on there. Definitely grand. I, got, I started reading the manga visually. I love it. I enjoy the story. I love the characters. I love that Sari Hayami is the voice of your for or forger. I love her. I love her work. So definitely check it out. Part two of season one. So it's not season two. It's part one. Of part two of season one. Definitely check out season one. It's on Crunchyroll right now. And also available on Hulu. Next one is Boku no Hero Academia, sixth season, also known as My Hero Academia, sixth season. Basically, it's a continuation of the story. It starts with the whole war with the League of Villains. So, definitely, it, it gets to the point where the pros get involved. So, it's like the big battle. Definitely check that out. If you're not familiar with My Hero Academia, I will read the synopsis for you. For those who right know what My Hero Academia is, you know what I'm talking about. So, definitely. Um, I'm going to read it over, but basically it's just a continuation of the sixth season. Um, what else can I say about it? I can't wait to watch it. But I'm going to read you the synopsis for My Hero Academia. It's based on the manga by Kohei Horikoshi. The anime is done by Studio Bones and Toho Animation. One day, a four-year-old boy came to a civilization that the world is not fair. 80% of the world's population, we're... 
population of weird special abilities known as quirks, which have been given the many the power to make their childhood dreams become super reality. Unfortunately, Zuko Minori was one to be born without a quirk, suffering from discrimination because of it, yet he refuses to give up on his dream of becoming a hero, and he's determined to do the impossible. Izuku sets aside at the Elite Hero Training Academy, UA High. However, everything changes after a chance to be with the number one hero in Izuku's idol, All Might, discovering that his dream is not dead end. The powerless boy undergoes special training. Working harder than ever before, eventually this leads to him inheriting All Might's power. And when his newfound abilities gets into his school choice, beginning his grueling journey to become the successor of the best hero on the planet. Right now, the manga sells ranking number 459. It populates at number 7. So, if I check out the manga itself, it's been out since 2016. Academy's been out since 2016. The manga was published in 2014. So, can't wait for season 6. Next one is Bleach. Bleach is coming back and it's finally adapting the final manga arc. I read the manga arc. I can't wait. Bleach. Sending Keshi. Kishin In. Also known as Bleach. Thousand Year Blood War. It's by Studio Pro and it's produced by Anaplex and Shueisa. And so far, it has not been known where it's going to stream. There's been rumors about this anime being picked up by Disney Plus and people are fearing that Disney Plus. If they is true, they're picking up. I mean, all country has been talking about it. But there have been rumors. Uh, Disney Plus has not confirmed it, but apparently they're saying that Disney Plus kind of like beat country to stream it. And the problem is with um, Disney Plus, they do have rights to some animes, but the problem is they're waiting until they finish airing Japan before bringing it to the U.S. That's what people are fearing. But people are saying, well, how come, why don't they just have it on Hulu? Because they can simulcast it like they did in the past. But even though it has not been announced what streaming is on, Disney has not come forward saying they got the rights. But it's funny because they were promoting that anime when I went to um, C2E2 this past summer. And they, were, they gave us a free link here promoting it. But it's funny because Disney Plus has not come forward saying, hey, we're going to show the anime on our service in Japan. And Crunchyroll has been doing much about promoting it and showing the trailers for it. I like how the artwork is kind of similar to the manga. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while since we've seen Bleach the anime itself coming back so I'm looking forward to it if not read the manga to prepare yourself it's like it's a long arc and they are gonna um, they are gonna break it down to cores cores meaning like a certain um, amount of episodes that's gonna be spread out throughout the year definitely check that out the next one is the next one is um, a second season so it's like a returning one called To Your Attorney it's a Crunchyroll original um, uh, we pull up uh, the adaptation it's an ad, it's adapted from manga. Um, to your eternity, it, it, a mysterious immortal being, is being sent to Earth with no emotions nor identity. However, it is able to take the shape of those around that have a strong impetus. As first, it is a sphere. Then it imitates a form of rock. As the temperature drops and the skull falls on top of the moss, it inherits the moss. The injured lone wolf comes limping by and lays down to die. It takes the form of an animal. Finally, it gains consciousness and begins to traverse the empty tundra until it meets a boy. The boy lives alone in a ghost town. Which did also abandoning a long ago in a search for the paradise said to exist far beyond the endless sea of white tundra. However, their efforts were for naught, and now the boy is in a critical state. Acquiring the form of the boy, it sets off on a never ending journey in search of new experiences, places, and people. So, this is the second season of it. Um, I haven't seen the first season. I want to read the manga first before I can watch it, but it looks interesting. Um, this video is done by NHK, Kondansha. NHK Enterprises is shown in genres are adventure, drama, supernatural. It's set to air October 23rd. Oh, 
forgot to mention uh, with Bleach and My Hero. My Hero Studio 6 is uh, scheduled to air October 1st. And Bleach is scheduled to air through October 11th. Next one is Blue Lock, the sports anime. It's also based on a manga. It's, it's sports anime. We don't get the many sports animes, but this one's a football one, a soccer. Um, Blue Lock. After reflecting on the current state of Japanese soccer, the Japanese Football Association decides to hire the enigmatic and eccentric coach, Jinpachi Ego, to achieve their dream of winning the World Cup, believing that Japan has lacked an egotist, ego, ego, egoistic striker hungry for goals. Jinpachi initiates the Blue Lock, a prison-like facility where 300 talented strikers from high schools all over Japan are isolated and pitted against each other. The social writer of Blue Lock will earn the right to become the national team striker, and those who are defeated shall be banned from joining the team forever. Selected to join this risky project is Yoichi Isagi, a striker who failed to bring his own high school soccer team to the national tournament. After changing the pass to a teammate who missed instead of scoring on his own, couldn't help but wonder if the results would have been different had he been more, become more selfish. Using his golden opportunity given the Blue Lock project, Yoji aims to clear his doubts and chase his ultimate desire to become the greatest striker in the world and lead Japan to World Club glory. So, it is a shonen sports one. It's done by Bandai Namco Art, Big Group Promotion. Set to air April 9th. Definitely check out the manga if you're into sports, especially soccer. It looks interesting. That's something I'm definitely going to look forward to reading. I'm trying to watch different genres of anime. And as well, I also want to get some Yuri manga and BL manga as well. So definitely check out Blue Lock if you're into soccer and with a shonen type atmosphere, like when there's like one character trying to go above their all. So the next one, I'm probably gonna do a two-parter. So this is part one. There's a lot coming out this fall. It's a long list, so I'm probably gonna see how far I can go. So far, I've done. We're at 36 minutes. I've done six out of six. I mean, I, this is my eighth. So I'm probably gonna try to do at least 12. So we can break down and do uh, part two next week. So next one is Usagi-chan wa asobitai asobitai dobo or Usagi-chan wants to hang out double. This is uh, basically a second season of Usagi-chan. It is a comedy. There's some etchy elements. It's based on the manga. It's by Studio ND. Producer Kawakawa is the president. It's going to fall air October 1st. And if you're not familiar with Usagi-chan wants to hang out, I'm going to give you a synopsis. Third year college student, Shinichi Sakurai, simply wants to spend his days in peace. Instead, he ends up spending most of his time with his lively and well-endowed junior, Hana Uzaki, worried that their gloomy-faced senior will spend his college days all alone like he did during high school. Uzaki takes it upon herself to fill Sakurai's days with excitement, constantly dragging him around to hang out with her. Through their shared experiences, the spirit of Uzaki shows to her reclusive senior that spending time with friends can be worthwhile. Although Sakurai finds Zaki's endless teasing to be a great annoyance, he continues to enjoy the days of spent together, many ending in some hilariously misleading situations. Um, basically, it is a slice of life story following comedic antics of Sakurai Uzaki, despite having total opposite personalities, develop an odd but charming relationship. So definitely check it out. The first season on Crunchyroll. Read the manga is kind of hilarious. I like Japanese voice actors for Uzaki Chan. I've been I'm I plan on watching it in dub. I remember Sorry Hayami does the voice of her mother. But I definitely want to check out the, the dub version to see who does the voice in the dub version. I heard the dub version is actually not bad. But this is the second season, so if you have time, catch up and watch the first season and read the manga. 
Okay, next one. Number nine. Kage no jisoryokusha ni naritakote, also known as the eminence in shadow. It says here it is a based on a light novel. It's an isekai reincarnation action comedy and fantasy. It's done by Studio Nexus. Um, the stop says great heroes and diabolical villains are the types of characters that people long to be. But not Sid Kagano. He longs to become the true mastermind behind it all, pulling the strings and having his mechanizations drive the entire story. In his previous life in modern day Japan, he was not able to achieve his goals, but now reborn to a world of magic, he will show the true evidence in shadow. As Sid prepares to be just another average mob character, he recruits members to his fake organization, Shadow Garden, aiming to take down the mysterious cult who lurks in the shadows. With plenty of ad libs, Sid leads his fake organization against the foul, yet surprisingly real, Diabolos cult. So definitely check that out. I am planning to watch that and check that out. Hopefully, it is on Crunchyroll or High Dive. Okay, number 12. Let's see if I can do three more. Try to do like an hour, guys. <laughs> I, I try to like, speak a lot, but I'm gonna try to do these last three, and then, like I said, next week we'll do a part two. Some of these animes are coming out later this coming month, so in that, in that time. Um, next one is last thing I'm gonna do. Is the next one is Animashita Irumakun third season. Welcome to Demon School Irumakun season three. This is based on uh, a manga itself. Um, they said a manga. It's a comedy fantasy supernatural isekai mythology school. It's shown in to air October 8th. If you're not familiar with Imakun, basically, I'm going to give you a brief story. Basically, Imro is a kid. Suki Imro is a kid who pretty much cannot say no to any request, no matter how degrading the stuff. Got to the point that instead of going to school, he worked on a boat, like one of those like fishing boats. To the point where his parents were greedy, and of course, the demon Lord Sullivan. Great Demon Sullivan decides to pay his parents off by them selling Suzuki uh, Irma to him. Then it comes to the point where actually the Great Demon Sullivan wants a grandson because his colleagues all talk about their grandkids. He he loves Irma and he spoils them to the point he takes he had sends them to the most uh, prestigious demon academy called Babylon. Now he has to hide the fact that he is a demon in order to survive in the world of demons. And this is the third season. So basically it says, this time, it's the jungle. Demon boy, Suzuki Imro, becomes grandson of the great Demon Lord Solomon. Becomes a, begins attending Demon School where Grandpa serves as his chairman. Winning friends and rising Demon rank too. Irma thrives in his new environment. Or company, harrowing ordeals to his way. In this new season, further challenges await. It's harvest season. And time for the annual test for students to wade into the expensive, extremely expansive, and extremely dangerous jungle to compete for food. Classmates become rivals. And what erupts is a gargantuan battle abroad. Definitely check out the first two seasons. It's got really good openings. And, of course, my favorite actress, Sarah Hayami, is in it. She plays Amele Azazel. So definitely check it out. It's on Crunchyroll, the first two seasons. And I love the opening things of those three. I love the artwork as well. It's by Studio NHK. Next one is actually a reboot of an old ad manga. Like a reboot, basically. Um... It's basically um, Irisei Yasura. It's basically a reboot of the original manga. It's slated to air for 46 episodes. And basically, not much is knowable about this lecherous Aturu Moromoshi, but his extremely bad luck sticks out like a horse in an alien's head. 
where Earth is threatened by a fleet of alien invaders known as the Oni. Atharu is selected to represent humanity in a duel against one of them. A stroke of rare luck for Atharu that his duel is in fact a game of tag. And his opponent is Lum, daughter of the Oni's leader, who places her personal dignity above victory as Atharu finds out by seizing Lum's bikini top and with it, victory. However, misfortune kicks in again when Lum mistakes Atharu's promise to marry his girlfriend Shinobu Mayaki as a desire to wed Lum herself. His desire says she rather likes the idea. Building her influence as an alien princess, she moves in with him. Forced to deal with the consequences of his womanizing ways, Ataru must balance his company relationship with Shinobu while keeping Lum happy, all the while flirting with every woman that he meets. It's one of those like harem side romantic like, it's a little sci-fi. It's basically a, a, a reboot of a, of a Yusurai Yasura, so they're doing it for like a new generation. Um, definitely read the manga, it's really old out there. Um, have to check out the manga, but looking at the cast list, it's pretty interesting. See, it's a really interesting cast. I'm interested in one of the old properties decided to bring back. Okay, the next one. Here, the last one we're going to talk about today, and then we'll do a part two next week. It's called Tensei Shitara Ken Nesita, also known as Reincarnated as a Sword. Another Isekai one, but this time it's, um, you're basically. This is a, really interesting because it's based on a light novel and you're and where the character becomes a sword apparently. It becomes an object. I heard there's one called I was reborn as a vending machine from Dungeon. So I can't, I can't remember what that is. Um, the synopsis of this one, this is a on October 5th, uh, it's based on a light novel. It's actually done by Senpai Filmworks, so probably on Haida it may not be the same thing. Haida is basically the home, the streaming home for Senpai Filmworks. Basic synopsis is a hero of Tensei Shitaraken Deshita differs from your standard otherworldly protagonist that he is reincarnated as a sword. Beginning his quest by spawning in the middle of a beast ridden forest, he encounters an injured girl frantically fleeing for her life. Saving her from her assailants, the pair acquaint themselves and the girl introduces herself as Fran. She bears a heavy past, having endured enslavement and maltreatment of her tribe, the Black Cats. As the hero, he is unable to remember the name from his past life. The young and tenacious Fran bestows him the name. Shizo. Shizo. And becomes her wielder. His wielder. Therefore, Shizo and Fran become a formidable team embarking on a quest to liberate the oppressed and exact justice. So it's kind of funny. It's like a talking sword, basically. Um, definitely check that out as well. I believe that's going to be on High Dive. Um, like I said, this is on point for my analyst. And like I said, we won't know what you're airing based on, you know, A lot of new uh, animes coming out. There's some original ones as well that are coming out as well. Some from China, some from Netflix as well. Like I said, um, there's so much I want to talk about. Let's see, if I can do three. I can see how much time I got right now. Let's see. I got. I can do like three more. Let's go ahead and do three more. I feel lucky. Let's do three more. I'm losing my voice a little bit, but let's do three more. I'm gonna get it. Okay, the next one is scheduled for November. It's Kankole Itsuka Aino Umeze. It's the second season of Kansai Collection Kankole. Um, let me pull up the synopsis for it. Um, basically, it is with the season of constant threat from a hostile and abysmal fleet, a specialized naval base established to counter them. Rather than standard naval weaponry, however, the base is armed with Tanmasu, 
Girls who harbor the spirits of Japanese warships, possessing the ability to don weaponized gear that allows them to harness the powerful souls within themselves. Kubuki, a young destroyer tied Kamasu, joins the base as a new recruit. Fortunate for her, despite her inexperienced determination, she's assigned to the famous Third Torpedo Squadron and quickly thrust into the heat of battle. When she is rescued from near annihilation, the Wookiee warship results to become the strongest of the It's kind of like almost like, um, in some military schools, just like the role does in Coyote. I think it's kind of like similar to um, Azure Lane with that one uh, mobile game where the girls are based on the Japanese warships. So it's the second season, so hopefully you'll enter that as well. Some military schools, Life of Life, some air November, November. And the next one is Golden Kamoi, fourth season. Basically, it's the fourth season of Golden Kamoi. If you're not familiar with Golden Kamoi, let me go ahead and read the synopsis. It's for adults. Basically, the synopsis is Saichi Sugimoto spears the immortal Sugimoto for his savagery is on the battlefield during the Russo Japanese War, but he is by no means a war hero. Sugimoto has been left to fend for himself after his release from the army for nearly killing a superior officer. Braving the rough terrain of Hokkaido, that's the most northern part of Japan, Sugimoto is now searching for gold in order to keep a promise to his long lost brother in arms. His efforts have been fruitless for a long time, so a mysterious traveler tells him of an urban legend that will rid him of all his troubles. According to legend, a criminal stole the gold of an Ainu, the indigenous people of Hokkaido, and hid it away in a location that can only be found with a, with a map made not from the pieces of parchment, but a tattoo skins of escape comics is brought together. Upon meeting with a young Ainu girl, Aspira, Aspira, Aspira Sugimoto sets off in the search of the tattoo prisoners, but many dangers await as soldiers and mercenaries seek the gold as well. Aided by Aspira's knowledge of the land, the two of them depart to find the stolen Ainu gold in a journey. Manga self is finished, so they're adapting the, the chapters of it as they go on. But this is the fourth season, so definitely check out the season on Crunchyroll itself. I do recommend it. Definitely gonna start reading it. Okay, next one. This will be the last time I'm gonna do it today. This is called Shinobi no Itoke. Um, there is no, this is uh, an original anime. This is by Studio Troika, and the genre is, right now it's an action. Um, this is the original anime. After surviving an attack from the rival Koko clan, Itoke Sakuraba, an ordinary boy, discovers that he is the 19th heir of the Iga Ninja. Itoke learns to become an Iga clan ninja and joins the war between Iga and Koko clans. So it's basically one of those, like, guy finds out he's a ninja, and now he must, you know, Bad that's what Air October 4 is an original anime. So it'll be interesting to see how this works. There's not that many original animes. This is the last time I was bad to manga, so very few are going to see some like original anime. So let's see. I got you. Yeah, 10 minutes. This is too much. Alright, let's do three more. These are the last thing we're going to do, and then we're going to do a part two next week. So this is um, next one. This is called. Akiyaku Reijo no de Les Boss Wow Kanarisinista. Um, this is based on a light novel. Um, let me pull up the English name. It's Shoujo. It's in the Tokyo anime graphic. I like reading Shoujo. I like saving them. I'm reading um, Skippy to them when we get to. Um, basically, um, it's basically a light novel. Um, it's called, the English name is I Am the Villainous, so I Am Taming the Final Boss. That's the English title. Um, So 
Uh, being acutely ill, a young girl has spent most of her life in a hospital room playing otome games, dating games, who's not familiar to fill her time. However, she one day finds herself in the midst of a scene from one of these games as the story's villainous Irene Laurent de Autrece. At the banquet, the supper to end the Academy's winner turns the crown prince into Irene's childhood friend, Sir Jenny Umler, puppy and knowledge his engagement with Irene, announces he's in love with Lilia Rainworth, the game's female protagonist. Unaware of the tragic future ahead of her and the determined change of the younger resolves to conquer the game's final boss, the Demon King, and Sutter's half-brother, Claude Jean Lemieux, by making him fall in love with her instead. With time running out, can Irene conceive her plans on which to remain bound to the ill-fated ending that awaits her? So it's like based on a video game, it's like, it's like a toy description. It's like it's an isekai, but it's like based on a play by the Well, that's what you're going to see. It's one of those like dating type things. So, 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 okay, this one is called Fujo Fufo Fufu. Ijo Kobito Minai, more than a married couple, but not lovers. Um, this is a comedy, drama, romance. It is the same name, based on a manga. Um, studio is by Studio is by Studio Mother. It's published, produced by Kanokawa. Um, that is airing October 9th. And the stars is through your high school student, Jiro Yakuni, hopes to partner with Shiori Sakurazaka of the same class in the mandatory couple practical. In this practical, students must demonstrate they have the necessary skill set to live with a partner of the opposite sex while presenting a certain level of harmony to the world's video surveillance that grades them. Unfortunately, uh, Ram Chance puts his slightly subdued self into a practical with a person polar opposite to him. The Jiaru, Jiaru, Akari Watanabe. Akari, on the other hand, hopes to be paired with her crush, Minami Tenjin. Their hopes are doubly dashed when they find out that Shiori and Minami are signed together. Thus, they reluctantly decide to cooperate to reach the top 10, which will give them a bright to exchange partners if both couples agree. In the end, she just feels Akari's first kiss, finally is done while giving her a goodbye kiss. So all it's interesting to see is like basically they're pretending to be like a couple but are not. They have feelings for this other couple and they're trying to work together to like get to another couple. It's kind of like Love and Lies almost. There's another like a manga and anime definitely need to check out. It's like a similar to Love and Lies. And the next one is the last one we're going to do. It's called Do Yourself. Um, it is an original anime by Studio Pine Jam by Epic Pictures as a producer. It's a comedy slice of life. Uh, basically, it says Do Yourself follows high school girls working on Do Yourself projects as they struggle, fail, yet don't give up as projects to the end. The story depicts the lives of these girls and stick in the first sense of the word of future. It's one of those like Do Yourself type of crafts. Anime, so it'll be kind of cool to see how many minutes they're gonna be for the episode. They're gonna get there, but it looks kind of interesting. It's like a lot interesting thing to check out. So. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I tell you, that's much I'm gonna lose my voice. That's all I got so far for the anime preview part one. So definitely do a part two next week just to finish it off. If you have time, check out. The summer 2022 anime before you catch up. Make sure we like the first seasons prior to the season coming out. What'd you guys think? 
any particular anime you want to check out this coming fall season, let me know at Twitter at PodCult. That's P-O-D-C-U-L-T 85 on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TalkingPop8520. Make a post on there as well. Check us out on our home platform, Anchor. Also available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, and Pandora, and many more. Like, thank our sponsors, Anchor, of course, our home platform, the quick and easiest way to make a podcast. Also want to thank Poddex, who provide content creation and idea making available to all emerging podcasts. And of course, ExpressVPN, one of the best VPN services to help be able to watch content that's geolocked by your location and secure your data. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care.